So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. Welcome back to Brian's Romport at Brian's Romport HQ and really great to be back with you on this lovely spring evening uh, as I'm recording this particular show. Well, I hope you've been enjoying the past few episodes and as I said, don't forget to listen to some of the interviews that I've done in the past. There is more to come. But um, as I said, you will have to wait uh, to hear about that in the coming weeks. Um, Now, going over the show notes today, um, we are looking at plyometrics. And uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about plyometrics, how it's something that we can incorporate as part of our running regime. Um, And also, we're going to be looking at a... Uh, a device which was invented by a Navy SEAL. So more of that to come later on. Anyway, let's uh, let's start off with the show. Um, anyway, how um, is plyometric exercise going to pay off for our run? So what plyometric exercise exactly? Plyometric movements are fast, explosive body weight exercises, says M- Megan Keenan of the an NASM certified personal trainer and a USA track and field coach, um, and she's also an RRCA certified distance coach. Now, usually programmed into usually high intensive training or HIT workouts, these moves emphasize jumping, and you're probably already familiar with them. So things like uh, squats or even burpees, but it's also possible you are not executing them regularly or at all and here's why you want to add them to your next workout one of the biggest advantages of plyometrics for runners is that they help improve two top metrics which are power and speed and these exercises take advantage of a muscle fire muscle firing known as stretch shortening cycle keenan explains a combination of eccentric and concentric contractions and this moves lengthens and shortens the muscle rapidly consider a squat jump in which you sit low into the squat and then you push off the floor to propel yourself upward and you move through the up and down motions quickly to make the move explosive and by maximizing the muscle contraction, you ultimately enhance muscle power. Adding plyometrics to your routine increases the force you can produce with each movement. Keenan says, so while running after each foot lands on the ground, there's a push-off. So plyometric training will help you have a more powerful spring at that push-off. And this will lead to a faster run. And it also may even help you with your um, tempo as well so the bullet main what are the main plyometric uh, exercises well plyometric focuses on increasing power and explosive movement by incorporating jumps hops bounds and skipping into a session in this explosive workout you exert a large amount of energy in a very small amount of time and that means the ground contact time 
or the GCT, uh, must be as short as possible and the movement is explosive and powerful. So quite hard to combine both together, right? And that's why plyometric exercises are particularly important for improving your speed and explosivity. So it's not just good for the sprinters, but it could also be good for, let's say, middle and longer distance runners. So how do they work? So it's useful to understand that the basics of the mechanism behind the plyometric movement called the stretch shortening cycle, also known as the pre-stretch and the counter movement. This initial pre-stretch movement allows the athlete to produce more force and move quickly than starting from a static position. It's a spring-like movement that engages elasticity within the tamed tendon. A great example might be a comparison of counter-movement and uh, a squat jump. Most likely you'll jump a higher performing counter-movement jump when you drop slightly just before the jump to create that spring and explosivity. It's like a coil the more you press down, the higher and farther it rebounds. So what are the types of plyometric exercises? So plyometric activities can be divided into two categories based on the ground contact time. Fast, when the GCT, the ground contact time, is faster than 0.25 milliseconds. Examples like pogo jump, sprinting, multiple hurdle jumps. Slow, when the ground contact time is slower than 0.25 milliseconds. Examples, counter-movement jump, split lunges, and jump jacks. So we will go into some of the exercises later on. Uh, It can be useful for runners to include both types, slow and fast GCT, to employ both slow and fast twitch fibres. Also, slow SCC exercises mainly help to improve joint and tendon conditioning whereas short um, SC, SS, sorry, SSC activities mostly enhance the central nervous system and build up ankle strength helping to deal with the high impact. So the plyometric exercises are quite demanding for your body so it's very important to have the basic core strength and overall strength as well as uh, no injury during training. So slow and gradual progression is really important to maintain an injury-free experience. How do plyometrics help with running? So um, we may have, as I've said, just sort of gone over this, but just to sort of hammer hammer the point, there is a countless number of studies showing how helpful it is to incorporate plyometric exercises into a training session. All Olympians or serious committed athletes must implement the type of training if they want to achieve desirable results. I'll be honest with you, I know it's not the most exciting type of training you can imagine. It doesn't look as cool as lifting a 200 kilogram barbell in a gym. However, I cannot tell you how much and quickly you'll feel the improvement in your running performance once you start implementing them into your training. Plyometric exercises immensely improve your speed, strength, power, ability to change direction, balance and bone density because it is weight-bearing. Weight-bearing meaning that like running is weight-bearing because you're sort of in the air for a millisecond and then you hit the ground. So um, even walking to a certain extent is is is, weight, is weight-bearing. So also plyometrics enhance running economy. Simply said, 
consumption of oxygen during running, mainly by improving muscle recruitment. So what does that mean? Basically, plyometrics help recruit fast, twitching muscle fibers most efficiently. It's great news for long-distance runners. You'll be able to run faster for longer and less oxygen needed. If you're a sprinter, plyometric training enhances the ability to push off explosively with more power, which improves speed and performance. And also, if you want to improve your uphill running, these exercises help build up your strength and balance. These exercises take advantage of the muscle firing known as stretch shortening cycle. How plyometric plyometric exercises pay off on the run? And one of the biggest advantages of plyometrics for runners is that they help improve the two top metrics, which is the power and speed. And these exercises take advantage of muscle firing, as as I said, as a short stretch, short shortening cycle. How do we prepare for plyometrics? Well, the, while the explosive pounding movements offer many benefits, they can also stress the tendon and joints. This That's why form and technique are key during plyometric training and there's how to ready your body for the work ahead. So assess your base. So before incorporating plyometrics into your routine, you should be able to run at least half an hour without losing your breath or stopping. So there's these these are exercises uh which I wouldn't say is kind of for the intermediate, but I would say that it's kind of you're feeling comfortable that you can do say a four to five K um and you want to incorporate something uh else as part of your uh as as part of your training. So you can modify it when necessary. Explosive exercises are more advanced because they require more muscle recruitment and aerobic capacity. You should be able to execute modified versions first before moving, moving on to more power moves. Kennehan says that, for example, knowing that you can perform air squats correctly, butt back, chest tall, knees over toes before starting onto jump squats. Make sure you can do static lunges, knees over toes, bent 90 degrees before doing jumping lunges. Make sure you can do static lunges, as I said, um, uh, to to progress. You, you have to nail the, the basics first, so don't be afraid to start simple. So focus on form first. Individual, individual plyometric exercises are typically done relatively quickly and strung together in a circuit so maybe again uh, i will go over let's say uh, some basics exercises you can start with and maybe just do maybe two or three of those exercises in a mini circuit and you can always look online to see how you can progress or even add to to that particular circuit so as runners, we're excited to try new workouts, especially if they can help our running. So we dive in. So physiological adaptation takes time. Um, so we, we really recommend or um, personal trainers and coaches really recommend following a progressive strength program, which includes a proper warm up and a cool down. Newbies should start with a shorter plyometric routine aiming for two sets of four to six reps and build from there. 
and then over an eight to twelve weeks, lengthen the apply, uh, lengthen the um, number of exercises you're doing. Uh, the plyometric portion and transition to moves that are more advanced. Let's take a quick break. Just a short break to tell you about some exciting news. We have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively, what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Now, back to the podcast. Prioritise your body. Is your knee crunching with every hop? Does your shoulder twinge when you go into a push-up? Listen to your body. If something doesn't feel right, shut it down, uh, says a coach. Play the long game. Pushing yourself to the finish one workout when your body is saying no can lead to a lasting setback. So your weekly plyometric routine may take this form. So you aim for two strength workouts per week, at least one including plyometrics, Thomas suggests. So now we have covered strength training in a previous podcast. You could go back and have a take a listen if you're not sure what are the best exercises. If you're training for a race, you may drop down to one day a week or remove it entirely from your routine as race nears. Also, make sure to leave two days recovery between plyometric workouts. Begin with a warm-up, like a 5-10 to minute walk, foam rolling, or even dynamic stretches. Again, we have gone over sort of stretching before in previous podcasts. Then follow the exercises like a circuit, going in order from one to the next, performing, let's say, two to four sets, as I've said, uh, six to eight reps for a single-sided moves or um, four to six reps to per, per side. Take a break as needed between moves and rest two to three minutes between sets. At the end, take five to ten minutes to cool down and walk with walking or foam rolling. Now, let's go over some of the exercises that you can do for plyometrics. Now, I've um, done a few basic ones here for you uh, and some which I have feel that you we, we may have covered previously. So the jump squat, standing, start standing feet slightly wider than hip width apart, bend knees and send the butt down and back for a squat. Drive the feet into the floor and as you rise from the squat, explode up so that your feet leave the ground. Land softly with knees slightly bent and lower right back down into a squat and then repeat. So maybe you may want to start off very easily by doing a squat and then doing rapidly faster squats before you start progressing to being uh, jumping off into these different squats. So um, uh, into this plyometric squat. So again, see how you go, see how uh, confident you feel about doing this particular exercises. Start off small and then progress to jumping off from the squat and then coming back down again. And again, as we said, six to eight. There is another one which is called speed skater. So start standing up 
jump laterally to the left side, driving off right foot and landing onto the left foot, body in a mini squat position. So if you remember, if you looked at the Winter Olympics or something and seen the um, speed skaters going round and round, it's kind of that kind of movement. So again, really make sure you have your core activated and making sure that you've got a solid base before you're going from foot to foot. Um, the right foot should follow the behind the left leg, but don't let it touch the ground. Repeat hopping to the right. So it is putting a lot of stress on one leg. So again, just make sure um, you've got good, strong base, core, and the legs are feeling good. Um, and again, do a few uh, and see how you get on. And then maybe you can progress this by doing more often. Um, the burpee. So you may have remembered this from going back to school, um, which is you start standing, place the hands on the ground in front of you, jump both feet back up to a plank, and elbows are soft. Option to drop the chest to the floor, then press back up to a plank jump feet backwards and then back, jump feet backwards to hands and then explode straight up arms reaching overhead repeat so start standing as i said we'll go over against again place the hands in front on the ground in front of you then jump both feet back to the plank Elbows soft. Option, drop the chest to the floor, then press back up to a plank. Jump feet back back up to hands, then explode straight up and arms reaching overhead. Now, um, may not have explained that properly, but I would really recommend you looking online on YouTube um, to how to do burpee. But you may remember from your school days as to how, how, these, how it can be done. Now, it's not just about the lower part of the body i know low part of the body is predominantly used within running but it's also you've got push-ups so you can do an explosive push-up if you're comfortable with doing normal push-ups regularly which is kind of in a uh, on your toes and doing push-ups let's say you can do 10 quite comfortably uh, 10 to 20 quite comfortably then start in a plank position hands slightly wider than shoulder width head aligned with the spine bend the elbows to lower chest towards the floor push back up hard so the hands leave the ground land on hands with slightly bent elbows repeat to modify, place the knees on the ground, keeping core engaged and the spine in a straight line. So um, I remember a guy at school doing this and we were like a whole load of us uh, were in absolute amazement that he could do it, but he was, had a very strong upper body. So uh, again, uh, if you're comfortable with doing press-ups, full press-ups, um, then try those first. Um, it's always good to do press-ups anyway because you're getting strength into your arms and chest and your um, upper body as well uh, then there's the box jump um, start with a low box like a step and as you progress increase the height um, so you squat down 
and jump up with both feet on top of the box, squeeze butt and extend knees and hips to stand on the box and step back down one foot at a time and repeat. So it is basically, you can, sometimes they have boxes in the gym and then you can just use that and just to jump onto the box and then jump back down again. So in summary, uh, I, I really hope this has given you a bit of a flavor of plyometrics are. Plus, if you're looking to add a bit of spice to your training, then why not give it a try? There's nothing like changing your training habits to help keep you motivated. And as with anything new, be cautious and then build on what you've done the previous session and hopefully it'll provide you with a spring in your step. Now it's that time for a tip of the week. Um, now, it's not quite a tip of the week, but... Um, I'll tell you the reason why I thought I'd include this um, as part of this week's episode. Now, I've um, it really came to me while I was walking in, out with my wife um, the other day, and uh, we were walking towards um, Ham House, which is near Richmond in in the, in the UK, and uh, which is, by the way, fantastic. Uh, National Trust House. Um, so if ever you do get the chance to be in the area, then go along and have a visit. Anyway, uh, we came across somebody using a cable-like apparatus attached to a tree. And Katie asked me, um, what is that? And so I told her that it was called a TRX suspension cable. Now, if you stick with me, I'll just tie this as to how this could be useful as as part for our running the the history of it is basically rope training has always been around since the 1800s but randy hetrick a former navy seal and stanford mba graduate developed the total resistance exercise trx equipment and the associated suspension training body weight exercises in the 1990s and started marketing it in 2005 suspension training uses straps that act as a form of resistance against the user's body weight. The training revolves around seven basic compound movements like push, plank, pull, rotate, hinge, lunge and squat. And these movements can in turn be developed into a multitude of workout options. With suspension training, the biggest advantage is that you can go on the road and you can be used anywhere. A gym in a bag, basically, has just been described. And this allows the user to achieve all the results of a full gym with just one set of straps. Um, it is kind of for, let's say, people who are more advanced, intermediate to advanced. Although I'd say one of the cons, as, um, as I've just said, is that um, it is it may not be for beginners, but although I would say is that it's just, it's, if you can don't have a gym nearby who have um trx uh ropes um cables then um you can get a frame although buying a frame is very very expensive looking online uh they range between three thousand pounds or let's say to four thousand pounds for a frame um, in dollars, I think that's between three and a half thousand dollars to maybe four and a half thousand, five thousand dollars. Now, what are the benefits to runners? Um, 
whether you're a long-time marathon runner or just starting your first couch to 5K, TRX training is a great cross-training tool. But as I, did, I, I kind of think that it is much more for the intermediates to advance. But um, the training tool, and it will help improve your overall strength, running performance and recovery efficiency. Strength training with the TRX is particularly beneficial for runners as it can help reduce the risk of injury in endurance athletes by correcting imbalances with your left and right side, which can lead to the inefficient stride and injury over time. Now, this might be new to most people, and I would not be doing it justice by explaining each of the exercises now. So what I have done is I provided a link in the show notes but please do have a look look at it on youtube or if you are a member of a gym where they do have it then ask one of the personal trainers to demonstrate and maybe get him to incorporate as part of your gym routine so um as i said uh we've we've covered some different things today plyometrics and also trx so um and i hope that's given you maybe a few ideas for your next training regime. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Run Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Ron Pod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive t- content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website www.brianesrompod.co.uk and there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 